Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Linton with Microsoft, who's the VP of Device Partner Sales. So welcome, Mark. Thanks so much for joining. Cheryl, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. I've heard a lot about your show, and I know I realize I need to tune in more as well and get myself some podcast time. So appreciate it. We appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate the partnership. And I know we just are on the heels of our big Dell Technologies world. And we had a lot of really fun and exciting announcements that we made together. But maybe just by way of introduction for our listeners and for our partners that are tuning in, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, Vice President of Device Partner Sales. So our group really partners with the hardware partner ecosystem and the channel ecosystem to build devices and cloud solutions and then take them to market globally. And so we both work with hardware partners like Dell, who also have a big services and cloud business as well, then all the way through to our local partner ecosystem so that customers can get access to the technology, whether it's a small business buying in a local retailer or a large enterprise with a systems integrator. We think about all of the channels that come together to provide solutions for customers. And of course, we partner deeply with Dell across many technology areas. It's just an incredible partnership built on innovation and meeting customers and partners' needs over many decades now. So it's it's just great to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks so much. And you're so right. It's been a long historical partnership. But when you look at Dell's portfolio from we call it client to cloud to hybrid cloud. And we just had some exciting announcements with our hyper-converged and Azure technologies. Yeah. And there's certainly a lot of discussion that we both are jointly having around the future of work, right? And what does this new reality of hybrid work, how many are coming back to the office? We're all continuing to work remote, but Talk just a little bit about the way you think of it. And when we think about the challenges facing companies and, frankly, colleagues in this modern workforce, how do you guys think about it? Obviously, with our modern work efforts, we do a lot of customer research over several surveys now, just trying to understand where employees are at, where employers are at, and what are the trends in the workforce there, and really where can technology help? Because I think what we all realized when COVID hit is the rate of adoption of remote work technology, whether that's Teams or Zoom or collaboration platforms. We saw education change overnight. All of a sudden, my kids were learning on the kitchen table, you know, and they were dependent on technology to really get into the classroom and learn. So it touched not only every part of business, but I think every part of our lives as well. And so in the work sense, though, how we work with colleagues, external business partner, you know, companies as well how we work to deliver products for customers, how we innovate, especially in the knowledge-based economy, really have all gone hybrid. And I know for me personally, I always assume now that some folks will be remote, others will be in the office. And as you manage a team and as you run meetings, you really have to think about how you can be more inclusive so that if you're remotely working, you're not a second-class citizen, you're able to participate and give it your all and bring uh, the most impact you can in your job as well. And so that's where the technology, I think, helps make it happen. It's also meant for big changes for companies in terms of how they do real estate footprint management, how we manage meeting rooms, how IT manages resources and enabling that new PC to get to the employee, you know, maybe directly so they can set it up quickly and easily. 
So clearly we work in different ways now. And I think businesses are adapting to support the new world of work. And we need the technology there to support no matter where you choose to work or how you choose to work, you can still be effective and productive because you've got the right tools there as well. Well, there's no question that we're all learning and adapting along the way. And I think, you know, we've talked for some time about how you marry people with the technology. And as you said, we have these new collaboration platforms. We're all learning and becoming more savvy and comfortable with how to leverage them. But the people dynamic, you mentioned keeping the team engaged and inclusive the technology is great, and we're learning how to become a little more agile with the tools, but it is requiring us to really get innovative and creative on making sure that we meet our teams where they are, you know? So talk about how has technology adapted in facilitating this? And I think, frankly, on the leadership, the human, the process side, we're all adapting and learning best practices along the way. But how is the technology adapted? Yeah, I'll choose a few areas, Cheryl, because there's, there's been a lot of change. And actually, back in the pandemic, when we were building Windows 11, the engineering teams at Microsoft really looked at it and said, wow, we're just going to be using PCs in a different way. Now, it's not all using the PC behind a corporate firewall. Now, I need to work potentially from anywhere. I could be permanently remote as an employee now and maybe just on my home Wi-Fi. So what does that mean for security, for example? And how do you have it on by default, protecting all of those endpoints from kind of the silicon all the way up to the cloud layer? So certainly we've invested a lot in secured core PCs. Dell has invested a lot with complementary security services like trusted workspace and trusted infrastructure. And that discussion we have around hey, IT departments need to enable secure work from anywhere. And they just want it by default. They want it out of the factory, essentially, so that there's one less threat vector that they have to worry about. They've got the latest technology there with Dell and Microsoft Windows 11 Pro as well. So that's a huge one for us. And we've been investing a lot in the Windows platform to really push the envelope, move things forward and have a more, you know, a higher security posture by default so that customers can feel you know, rest assured that they have the most secure computing platform out there. So that's a big one. I'd say the second one for me is just remote work tools. If you think about you know, PCs of maybe, let's call it six to eight years ago, they were pretty awful if you were trying to do video conferencing. You probably have non-multi-array microphones. You've got a webcam that maybe doesn't deal with things like low light or you know, putting backgrounds because it's not high def enough. And so now, though, working with Dell and all of our partners, we just have such good experiences. No matter which collaboration platform you use, Windows with the latest hardware innovation to cut out noise, to get really crisp visuals, to make sure that I can participate in a call and not get distracted. It's actually just really helpful for me and it's interactive and I can get my work done with my colleagues there because the hardware just knows how to cooperate with me and gives me what I need. Just a huge change. And that alone, we've seen. Many customers upgrade from legacy PCs to more modern ones because that video conferencing environment just wasn't cutting it anymore. Then I'd say the final one in technology areas, we've been doing a lot around employee wellness and helping IT departments give employees tools so that you can better manage your time. Where am I spending my time? Am I being as productive as possible? You can get one place to go get all of the corporate learning that you're after. And so there's a suite of offerings under Microsoft Viva, which really were there and partially due to 
hey, when you're working remote, it's just a little harder to connect with other people in the company, to connect with information, and maybe just to manage your own time. And so giving employees and giving companies tools there so they can be proactive and manage that employee wellness aspect as well, I think is really important because it's a different workforce that looks different to what it was just a few short years ago. Well, I'll tell you, you know, all of that, we've all been living and realizing ourselves, but one of the things that's top of mind that I'd be really interested in your perspective and thoughts, you mentioned how much both Microsoft and Dell have really been collaborating on both hardware side to optimize this virtual collaboration experience that we're certainly all doing. No question that when all of us are working remotely or hybrid now, the whole security threat is top of mind, right? Because the vulnerability is really in the edge devices. But Windows 11 brings a lot of tremendous innovations that I'd love to just hear your thoughts on it because we have grown up and lived in a traditional tech refresh cycle, right? We would refresh our desktop devices with the new Windows platform. Let's talk a little bit about why now, why the Windows 11 migration and transition would be so important for our partners and our customers along the lines we were just discussing, security, collaboration, and I want to touch on AI next because that's a whole other topic. But this whole timing of refresh with Windows 11, I think, is really, really interesting. Yeah, that's right. And look, there is a very large install base of what I'll call aged fleets of Windows devices. Some are Windows 7 that upgraded to Windows 10 back in the day. But there's really, really a large install base there of devices that what we call ineligible to upgrade because they've got legacy silicon or they don't meet the minimum hardware requirements for areas like security. And so that's where I'm encouraging our partner ecosystem to really focus, to tell the benefits of refreshing to modern devices. And Cheryl, you hit it on the head. I think security is by far the number one discussion that we have with IT end user computing managers who are thinking about IT budgets. And really, it's all of those PCs out there are endpoints onto the network, into applications, and security is just such a key concern for every CIO around the world because the threat landscape just continually is evolving. And you want to make sure that all of your endpoints, as well as your applications, your identity management systems, your physical access systems, your cloud systems as well, you want to make sure that you have a strong security posture across all of your IT fabric. And so that is certainly one thing where I think, hey, companies want to talk about security. They want to make sure all of the endpoints are secure. And if you're on a 10-year-old PC, you just don't have the latest generation of security there. So we need to tell that story and help customers understand the innovation that's there with Win 11 Pro and the innovation that we've built with Dell as well, because Dell has security services that add on top and complement what we've done in Windows. And we really think about that as secure by default. So when you buy a PC, it will be a secured core PC, and it will have capability from the hardware, the firmware, all the way up through the stack to make sure that you're as well-managed as you can be on the security side. And then, of course, you can adopt things like zero-trust approaches there for security. So you have a zero-trust security model to make sure that you've got control over information, applications, network resources, et cetera. And then ultimately over time, not only be more secure, but help reduce costs by optimizing some of the IT operations as well. So that's the number one thing. When I talk to customers and partners around the world, security is the number one reason that they're looking at, hey, I need to refresh now. 
I'd say productivity benefits are there as well. So if you're doing remote work, if you just want to be more productive, that new PC is going to boot faster, be more responsive, give you better battery life and just better capability so you can get your work done in a quicker way instead of the PC getting in the way of what you're trying to achieve. And so we see that boost in productivity there with new PCs, with the latest generations of silicon, faster storage, and of course, just battery life and so on that's just superior to what you have in a legacy PC environment. AI as well. So we can go there for sure. I know there's a lot of interest, but certainly modern PCs are the great way to get ready for the AI wave that's coming. It's interesting. You were talking, you know, beyond just all the advantages you were outlining in the technology, it's really kind of mind-blowing how the time has gone so fast. You know, in the early days of the pandemic, we were describing it as do it fast. And then we were describing as hardening these environments, do it right. And now I would almost submit that it's really getting future ready because what you been able to bring into Windows 11, what we've been doing with like Dell Optimizer around Windows 11, and certainly PC as a service, we just announced and bringing those levels of productivity. When companies are kind of recalibrating, what is their work policy? Return to site. We've just recently announced that we'd like, depending on the function you're in, to come back three days a week. And many companies are calibrating that. Many companies are going back to the office and you're coming back to three-year-old technology, you know, much less five-year-old technology. So anyway, the timing is tremendous and certainly many, many benefits beyond just activity that are needed. And the financial ones you mentioned are great. I think we're seeing a shift, an ongoing shift where IT wants to look at moving to an OPEX model versus CAPEX, so PC as a service where you can move the payments over time and refresh the hardware on your own terms, I think is great. I'd also say when you move to a modern environment, when you move to cloud management, you can really start to reduce the cost of managing your fleet of devices through modern deployment management tools that we have as well. So when you refresh the device, you can also then look at your management technology and kind of bring down the overall cost of ownership. So much so we have a, we've done work with Forrester on a total economic impact study there to really map it out and help IT departments understand the benefits, both immediate benefits of security and productivity, et cetera, but then long-term making sure that they can get the most for their money and reduce cost over time as well. So lots of great reasons there. The final one I'd say is the end of support for Windows 10 is coming in October, 2025. And that's per our standard support policy that we publish on Microsoft.com, but that's another reason to help customers to look to upgrade those existing age devices before the end of support comes along as well. So it's it's a little ways out, but it's like you said, time moves really fast. So, oh. so we want to help customers do their migration planning with enough time. Absolutely. Well, now I can't wait to move to this next topic. Talk about things moving fast. This whole crazy buzz about generative AI and the opportunity that AI can bring to every facet, honestly, of our business. It was a big topic of discussion at Dell Technologies World. It's certainly a big topic of discussion everywhere. But let's talk a little bit about that because it's really fascinating on what this notion of Windows Copilot and what AI can do. So talk a little bit about your view and how these new models, you know, frankly, how AI can help augment, supplement, complement 
the creative, innovative work that our customers and our partners are doing, but it's going to unlock, I believe, a tremendous opportunity for our partner community to really begin advising and educating. And they possess and bring just such expertise and vertical knowledge on how to really deploy and leverage the opportunity that this technology can unlock, but against private data sets inside companies, as opposed to what we see with this cool, open, generative AI around public domain information. But anyway, I'd love to get your thoughts and your view around what an opportunity this creates. Yeah, there's no doubt there's a massive amount of momentum and excitement about AI in the industry. And we think it will be a new wave of technology, capabilities, solutions for customers. And absolutely, we believe in a future where AI will help us make better business decisions, be more productive, be more creative, or find and search information on the web. There's so many benefits that generative AI and large language models on the back end can bring that. And I know at Dell Tech World, it was all the buzz. Certainly, we just had our build conference, which was for developers worldwide. And we spoke a lot about the work that we're doing to bring AI services there so developers can both write applications using AI, but then also extend Microsoft's AI technology with things like plugins as well. And so at Build, we spoke about specifically Windows Copilot and the ability for developers there to write extensions or plugins, if you will, for the operating system so that the operating system can bring connected scenarios to life across the applications that it has, as well as cloud services too. Just really exciting. Um, you know, we've been talking about Bing and ChatGPT. We brought those two technologies together so that you can, in a conversational way, find information on the web and really use it to kind of do all sorts of amazing things that frankly just wasn't possible even a year ago. If you think about the conversations you can have and the questions you can ask and the insights you get back. And we've actually added the Bing chat toolbar into Windows already. So we've got customers who have easy access to that technology right in the Windows environment. We previewed our co-pilots for Microsoft 365. And this we got lots of great customer feedback around, hey, I'd love to be able to use Microsoft 365 in an easier way. Maybe I, I want to do a chart in Excel, but I don't know how to really build a chart from a data set. I'd love to use natural language to go out and do it and have it just build it in an intuitive way for me so that I can get to the decision-making versus trying to configure a chart using data sets that I might not be that great at. And so just many examples of demos that we've showed of the co-pilot capability in Microsoft 365 to help you be more productive and to get to what you really want to do in your job, which is drive decisions, knowledge, insight from the tools that you have. We also have GitHub Copilot and Security Copilot that we've spoken about too. So for developers and then for IT pros with security, helping you really automate and, and streamline operations there. So AI is going to deliver new levels of productivity for individuals. It'll help businesses digitally transform. And then overall, I think what we'll see is just a wave of new innovation and solution. Importantly, our partners can really go provide new solutions to customers. And so there's a few ways I think about that. One is if you're a solution provider, you may want to build your own AI services on top of our platforms like Azure OpenAI, or you can extend on Microsoft's platform, for example, Copilots and Windows Copilot add-ins as well. So you've really got this capability where you can bring a, a new application type 
in, you might be an independent software vendor already, and you want to enable it with AI, that's great. We could certainly work with partners there. And then of course, if you want to extend on the AI stack that a customer might have already, both of those are interesting solutions and services opportunities for partners that I think we'll see you know, a lot of interest in. On the device side, you'll be able to leverage Windows and Microsoft 365 Copilot on new devices. So we'll work with Dell and we'll make sure that they're the best AI-enabled PCs out there. And then we'll make sure that the channel is ready to sell that value, that new AI capability, and refresh those devices for customers as well. And then finally, Cheryl, I see integration partners have a big opportunity here. You touched on local or on-premises data. And this is really where I think customers will want to transform their own operations by putting in AI, but it's within the firewall. So essentially with your corporate assets, using AI capability there to drive business process improvements, better business insight, better productivity for your staff as well. But really keeping it within your four walls there, I think is a very attractive use case. Exciting times, crazy exciting times. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a huge amount, I'd say, we're just getting started. I think the platform and the technology will mature. And you know, Microsoft's committed to doing it in the right way. And we've published guidance there about responsible AI and making sure that we're putting in the processes and procedures around safe use of the technology. But we think the upside here for society, for individual customers, for businesses is just huge. And I know Microsoft and Dell, we're both going to innovate on AI. And I can't wait to see what our partner ecosystem is able to do as well, because that's where the solution gets deployed at the customer's site, is when our partners really go and build those solutions and services opportunities as well. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know, of, honestly, it's another exciting frontier, frankly, of what's <laughs> about to be unlocked and revealed. And again, I keep talking about the pace. I think this is going to help all of us go faster, but it's going to really unleash and unlock amazing value and insights into companies' data, their processes. It's just really rather exciting. And I think it's a partner-led motion, if I'm honest, because everybody is going to be needing the expertise and the help and support. And our partners are really well positioned to help customers navigate through the complexity in this realistically multi-cloud reality, right? It's not all going to be in the public cloud. Some will be on-premise, but it's going to be really, really fascinating. So I think buckle up, right? It's going to be a really fun ride. Yeah, it's a wave of innovation for sure. And I think you're right. I think the partners uh, who makes it real for the customer, tailors it to their needs, build solutions that help customers transform too. So I'm excited to talk more about it as we build out solutions and opportunities. And then I think the industry will really coalesce around a core set of capabilities there that customers can take advantage of. Well, I appreciate it. It's been really wonderful chatting with you. I get fascinated with this kind of technology and could go on, but I'll tell you, as we wrap up, I like to end on a little bit of a personal note. So given that we're in the heat of summer, I'm personally in Texas and I think it's 120 degrees here today. It's oh. already super, super hot. So what's your favorite way to enjoy your summer? What do you go do to unplug? Well, I wish it were that warm here. We've just gone back to the 50s up here in Washington. It's, it's <laughs> beautiful, but I will say the summers are brief and fleeting. And so when they are here, usually in July, August, we love to go boating as a family. And so we have a beautiful area of the world called the San Juan Islands, which are just in Puget Sound. And so we take the boat up and we do a trip. 
and go from marinas to quiet coves, et cetera, and just really enjoy that time with the family and importantly, get out and see wildlife, orca whales, et cetera, paddle boarding, you name it. So just such a beautiful time of the year up here and we look forward to it. That sounds fabulous. Right now, I would love to be on the water and I would enjoy your 60 degree temperatures, actually. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I appreciate you taking the time, Mark, with us. And thank you you for the partnership. Exciting times ahead with all these topics that we were just chatting about. But thanks for taking the time and sharing a few ideas and thoughts with our partners. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Cheryl, for the time. We appreciate it. And thank you. A big thank you to Dell for the ongoing partnership, as I mentioned, over many decades now. And just we really appreciate it here at Microsoft. And thanks. And I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, AI has in store for the ecosystem pretty soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks, Cheryl. Well, Mark, thanks so much again for taking the time to speak with us. I was really delighted to have you join us. And I hope everyone is enjoying our podcast. So please subscribe and give us feedback and reviews. And be sure to tune back in in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. Until then, everyone stay safe and be well.